Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Hartland, and welcome to the Truth Talks Podcast. I'm here with Sean Preston, magician, mentalist, part-time ninja. That's right. <laughs> that, was, that was by your own standards, right? Yeah, exactly. You threw in the ninja part of that? The ninja, exactly. This is an incredible episode for me, for me on multiple reasons, because uh, we're going to tell kind of our story of how we met, uh, and then tell the story of where we're going with this entire thing. Yeah. And then uh, people are going to see some magic, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know I wouldn't bring you on here if I wasn't going to make you oh, do something. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like the worst, aren't I? It, it, <laughs> My it, biggest fan. That's why, that's why I like to think about it. That's it, a true story. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm easily mesmerized, right? I've had you uh, come perform for at my house for different things. Uh, we've had you perform in different uh, events that we've done. Yep. Um, every time, everyone's blown away, right? That's just, it's just magic in and of itself. But then it's also good as a magician's good. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you were good or I wouldn't have had you back a second time. You know, well, that. that's what I like to think. So, yeah, I don't like you good enough to, to bring you back second if you suck <laughs> right. the first time. So <laughs> we want to talk a little bit. How, how did you get into magic? Um, you know, my dad got me into magic. He he wasn't a magician by any means, but he loved tricks. He loved puzzles. And uh, he always had little magic tricks, little pocket tricks around that he would show me when I was really young. And I was just fascinated by it. Um, and as I got older, my dad would uh, take me off to the magic shop uh, nearby and uh, spend my allowance and buy a trick, and then he'd always buy a trick. And then we'd go back home, and he'd fool me with the trick that he had bought and then uh, would teach me the trick that I had bought, and uh, we both kind of developed a collection of magic. And so I had this, this deep love of magic. At one point, uh, my dad even bought a uh, magic set at a garage sale, and it, it, the magic set didn't have any instructions, but it was all this really cool things. And so my dad and I would spend hours trying to figure out what stuff did. And, um, you know, I got a magic set under the Christmas tree at one point. And uh, I remember putting on little magic shows for the neighborhood kids. My mom actually ran a daycare and so uh, an in-home daycare. And so I would set up the TV tray, set up all my magic tricks and, and do little magic shows for uh, all the, the kids in the daycare and the neighborhood kids. Um, but then when I was a teenager, I was working at a restaurant and a magic shop opened up next door and it was the greatest day of my life. So, uh, this was a summertime job. So, uh, I'd go over to the magic shop on my lunch break, spend my entire lunch break at the magic shop. Uh, and then after work, I'd go to over to the magic shop at five o'clock and I'd hang out there until nine o'clock when they closed. And I did this every single day. Same, same guy at the magic shop. Yeah. Yeah. Would he guy. teach you? Would he teach you stuff? He wouldn't teach me anything unless I bought it. If right. I bought the trick, then he'd teach it to me. Um, but uh, he was a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Aldrich, and he he was a full time magician. And he uh, eventually, after a couple of weeks of me showing up every day, he offered me a job, and of course I said yes. So I started working at the magic shop, and he he really took me under his wing and started teaching me uh, not just just magic, but really how to learn magic and gave me a foundation of how to learn sleight of hand and gave me a guide as far as what to learn first and how to learn and uh, told me the, the, the right books to read and the right people to talk to. Uh, and the magic shop also gave me a lot of opportunity because uh, magicians would come in to visit. And so I'd get to meet really famous people that famous in the magic community and uh and become friendly with them and over the years those friendships blossomed and uh they would teach me stuff and so i, I was able to advance fairly quickly because i had i was exposed to great magic yeah you know that that's uh well number one I, what i heard you say is man what a great bonding moment right absolutely yeah well, it's 
uh, it's amazing. It's and, some of the greatest days of my life were working in that magic shop. And, and especially when you're you're just in awe of everything that's happening, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what What would you say is your specialist? Is it is your specialty sleight of hand? Uh, yeah, that's probably. I would say that's probably my specialty. I mean, there's certainly people that are better than I am, but uh, you know, I love sleight of hand, and I I uh, I'm very passionate about just sitting practicing moves and making things look perfect because so. we've talked a million times about this like uh every time you come up to my office and i and and we're hanging out what do i say show me a trick show me a trick. <laughs> what do you what, what's new yeah what, what's new what do you got what, what you got for me <laughs> exactly right so tell me a little bit about being a magician when you i mean literally do, is that kind of do most friends other than me because i you know i'm a rare exception to the case i'm not ever going to let you be around me without something in your <laughs> that's hand that's probably right? i always know to bring something always because i'm going to tell every friend hey come over here you got to check this out hey you got to check this out do you get that um yeah or are people respectful i mean I, the tough thing is is that the majority of my friends are magicians <laughs> so oh, i guess you know, that's true we uh we we don't always try to fool each other, but every now and again, we'll get together and, uh, you know, I'll kind of plot something to, and so that I can show them and hopefully fool them. Um, and, and they do the same thing. Um, I, I have a couple of really good friends that, you know, we'll show, send videos back and forth of new, new stuff that we're working on and, uh, hopefully try to fool each other. But it's also a camaraderie. So we'll, we'll sit, sit and go, did, did I get you on that? Uh, well, let me let me show you what I did, and you know. Now you guys share information, but there's still this kind of rule. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. That you that's sure. all your proprietary stuff for sure. When I first started in magic, um, yeah, even way twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, I I had to try out just to be part of the the local magic club. They didn't just let anybody in. You actually had to try out and show them what you did and show them what you knew, and and then they had to take a vote and decide if they're going to let you in. Um, you know, they, they still try to live by the idea that, that magic is a uh, kind of a secretive art. Um, but there's also a little bit of a fine line because you also want to see magic grow. And so um, magicians will share, but they're usually pretty selective about what they're going to share and who they're going to share it with. So well, I, I was always impressed because um, it's probably time we let people in on this, but you're going to be going on tour with me, yeah. And this is going to be all about the Simply the Truth tour, and it's uh, based on uh, the book series Simply the Truth, which is about relationships and success stories. Mm -hmm. And um, I always knew that I wanted magic to be involved because I think that that really exemplifies life. Like what you see is not always real, and so many times we get hung up on the story of of uh, you know you walk in, your wife's on the phone, she hangs it up real quick. First thing you think of, oh my God, she's having an affair. What's going on? Right. Uh, yeah. When in fact she was preparing something for your birthday three months down the road, right? Yeah. That's similar to magic, where you have something in here, you close your hand, and it's gone. Well, wait a minute. We know that it just can't do that, and the physics and science tells you that it just can't. But it did. Right. And so that that's kind of that element of surprise that element of wonder the element of whatever but it also makes you think a lot like it, it, if you take the same idea of what we're going to be doing on tour with this stuff it's really showing people that that you really got to stop and think rationally and logically before you jump to all kinds of crazy situations and we're going to show that through magic right which is which kind of brings me into this next point you told me that I got to go to New York and I got to see this guy. 
right? Yeah. You said, this show is amazing. You have to go see it. And you said, it's going to be similar to something that we're going to be doing. I went and saw that show, but I want you to talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So a friend of mine by the name of Derek Delgadio uh, uh, put together a show, uh, performed it in L.A., uh, and then moved it to New York. I saw it in L.A., and then I saw it twice in New York. And um, it is quite possibly the best show I've ever seen. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a magic show um, because it was very much a... Um, uh, kind of an almost an autobiography of his life, but as a magician, of course, magic was part of it. But the the magic that he did had so much meaning to it, um, and every single piece in there related to him in a personal way. And then he was able to communicate um, to his audience and share the power of what he was doing and the story that he was telling. Uh, I, I've never been to a magic show that brought me to tears. And I, I, I literally was sobbing at the end of the show. And uh, I mean, how often does that happen? You know, it, it was and, amazing. You, Cause when you said you got to go see it and, and then it was ending, it was ending right. Uh, I think I saw, I think you saw the, the last, last the yeah, very last weekend, the very yeah. last weekend. And, um, I was blown away. Uh, it was all about the, I am thing for me at the end. Mm -hmm. And it, it exactly exemplified exactly what you told me is the reason you got to go see it. It's very similar to what we're going to be doing, right. with the exception of, of his exact way, however he does that. Which, by the way, I asked you, I said, if you know that, I got to know, right? <laughs> and, and I have no idea. Which is amazing, uh, right? I'm still painful. Like I said, I saw it three times. I still have no, no idea what he did and how he did it. All I know is the feeling that I had when I left was utter awe and just so much raw emotion. It was. Yeah. It, it was something that I, I wish I wish it was still going on so people could hear this and go see it. It, yeah. it was just amazing. Although there's no seats, the thing's sold out like every single night, yeah. or however <laughs> long it's been. Uh, I was talking to producer Chad a little bit earlier about this exact same thing because him and I, um, we've been producing these things forever to get to this point we're at. You and I have been discussing it to get to this point to where we're at. Um, I even was talking to him about a, a show that we saw with uh, Dr. Phil and... and um, uh, he was doing um, a, a podcast and uh, with one of the comedians, and they were talking about how you know it took so long for him to finally get his break. And I know a lot of that happens in magic too. It's a little bit of who you know, how you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you got to be good at it. I want to talk a little bit about the community of magicians. Though it seems like all of you know one another. Uh, yeah, magic is is definitely a. Um a very tight knit group and, and really quite a brotherhood. Um, there's a lot of guys that practice magic. There's a lot of, uh, hobbyists. There's a lot of enthusiasts and historians. Magic has just a, a wide range of people that are involved in it. Uh, there's full-time pros, there's part-time pros, but the one thing that holds us together is the fact that we all love this, this amazing art. And, um, you know, I've, I've always said if, if I ever needed to stay at somebody's house, if I if my car broke down in the middle of nowhere, the first person I could call would be a magician and they'd let me crash at their house. They'd drive to pick me up. They they you know, they it's just this amazing brotherhood that that anywhere you are in the world, you can reach out to a magician and they will bend over backwards to to meet you, to help you to be there. And, uh, we were even talking in our show about consulting. You're like, listen, I got three guys. I think that I can consult yeah, with to, yeah, to do what sure. we're going to do. Yeah. 
Um, and, and that's, like I said, it's, it's a wide range of different, um, magicians. There's creators, there's guys that, uh, that are kind of the brains behind the big names. Uh, there's the performers, there's the creators. And, uh, so when we were talking about doing the tour and, and what, what kind of material we wanted in there, um, you know, I'm, I don't find myself to be, uh, a creator per se, um, but performing is kind of my niche. And, uh, so we talked about finding a consultant that would, kind of help us create the magic that I would ultimately perform. Well, a lot, a lot of our listeners probably ought to know this right now, too. Uh, you just signed a big deal with HBO. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I get the first three months for free. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm locked in. It's a, it's a hell of a deal. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Do you have anything going Game on with Showtime? What's that? <laughs> anything going on with Showtime? <laughs> I'm working on that one. That's so might, get, might be able to get that as a bundle deal. <laughs> I remember one of the times I watched you perform. Man, I was hook, line, and sinker. I'm like... Well, all right. <laughs> and then you threw that one out. I'm like, all right, now, wait. Come on. Come on. That was, oh, he's a comedian, that, too. He's a comedian, too, <laughs> which that's part of the art, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, the diversion. I, that, I mean, that's what works for me because that's that's uh, kind of my personality. Not everybody is, is like that, you know. Uh, again, magic has a, a wide range of different types of performers, even. So I, I liked it. That, that's why I knew a long time ago. Now, this is kind of crazy. So... I was looking, my kid was really big into Harry Potter uh, when he was young, and I was looking into some stuff, and I'd somehow or another I run across your name, and I give you a call. I didn't even know if you did that kind of stuff, because I knew you do corporate events and all that. We call you up, you come to my house, you do this performance, and of course me, I love to share that excitement, because for me, half of the excitement is watching other people be excited, right? right? Yeah, sure. And so, I, I mean, I don't know how many people we had, we had a lot, and it was actually yeah. for a kid's party. Yeah, but we, I told all the parents, you know, you got to stay for this. And I, I didn't even know how good it was going to be, but I just felt it. I knew it. I'd seen some stuff that you'd done. Man, people talked about that forever, like forever. And then, of course, we've had subsequent parties that of which you've done. And still, do you remember the the stamp on the hand? Yeah. And yeah. how it ends up getting on somebody else. And it was the craziest thing. You never even touched this guy. It was, it was insane, right? Yeah. That still gets brought up. Every single time that I see this couple, right? Like, hey, you still talk to that guy? Well, yeah, I still talk to him. And like, did, did he ever tell you how he did that? I'm like, no, he won't tell you. That's kind of the, that's the weirdness of them guys. He'll never tell you how to do it. I mean, we could tell you, but. Have to kill us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you, do you do more, you do a lot of minimalist work, which is what I love, mm -hmm. which is what we're going to be bringing to the show. But you also do card tricks, tons of card tricks. What's your favorite to perform? Um. I guess my favorite is doing uh, close-up sleight of hand magic. I, I really love the the close-up interaction with people. I love um, being at a at a party, uh, like say a, a cocktail, a corporate cocktail party, and just mingling with the guests and um, you know going up to a group of four, six, eight people and just blowing their minds for for ten minutes, ten or twelve minutes. I just uh, I love that. I love bringing people the sense of wonder and amazement and just showing them something that they've never seen and giving them the, that, those feelings and those emotions that, that they may not have had in years and years and years, that childlike wonder. I, and I think, I, I just I, love that. I, I think everybody's into it. I mean, is there some, everybody's into magic at some, at some level. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part, every now and again, I'll get somebody that, that, uh, maybe doesn't necessarily like magic or they think they don't like magic. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll try to win them over. I don't, you make their wallet disappear. <laughs> no, no, happy. no. I, 
Uh, no, never. I'd never do that. <laughs> you know, I tell you, it was, I, I often think to myself too, that God, I'm just, I'm an easy target because that stuff just amazes me. Like I'm just blown away. Like I turned 12 years old just instantaneously. Right. But then you walk away with just all this wonder, all this things like, you know, how did he do it? Where did that go? I mean, that's impossible. You know, it can't happen. And that's when I knew that that's exactly at the time I was going to incorporate that into the tour, because I just think that magic has so much relevance to life. I mean, so much relevance in life. For sure. And, and it's yeah. an amazing way of, of being engaging with people. Do you, do you find that with almost all people who perform magic? For definitely. I, I think I always think of magic as being the ultimate icebreaker. Ultimate. Um, you know, as as a performer, uh, particularly doing uh, walk around events, like I mentioned earlier, like if I'm at a cocktail party, I I'm breaking the ice every 10 minutes as I approach a new group of people. And, um, you know, I, I like to say that it's my charming personality that breaks that breaks the ice, but it's the magic, uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, the magic definitely helps. And, you know, when people find out that you have something unique and something amazing to offer, they immediately, they want to tune in, they want to see what you have. And, um, so by having a, a small little repertoire of magic, even a, uh, a business person that, that wants to break the ice in a, in a meeting or the introvert that, that wants to break the ice, um, at, at somebody's house or going to meet, you know, meet the parents or whatever yeah. the case is doing a, a, a really fun, cool magic trick can definitely help. Cause we're going to have you do some magic for us right here on the show. Yeah. Which I'm super stoked for. Right. Yeah. Because again, every single time I'm around you, I'm like, Hey, what you got? You got to show me something. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go through just you've, a couple you've gone things. through my entire repertoire though. Probably I, three I, or four I, times because <laughs> I, I can't get enough of it. Right. Uh, the cell phone thing, uh, how you do that. I have no idea. Um, uh, person, magic. place or thing. Uh. Well, it's magic, <laughs> but still whatever. It's a person, place or thing, right? Uh, that one is the most talked about that, that happens. That's it blows everybody away. Um, some of the other things with, with the Ruby's cube stuff that you do unfreaking believable. How long does it usually take to really master a trick? You know, it depends on the trick. Um, there's there's tricks that that I've been working on for 15 years, and I I'm constantly trying to improve. I'm constantly practicing to see if there's a way to make them better. Um, but then there's other tricks that that uh, were are maybe a little bit easier, and um, they they were within my uh, the methodology was in in my toolbox of of uh, slights that I know, and so it's really easy to do. Um, if there's a trick that uh, sometimes it requires more sleight of hand uh, and methods that I don't necessarily know. So then not only do I have to learn the trick, but I also have to learn the, the slights necessary to be able to do it. And, and then once I get those slights down and I practice the trick, then I've got to learn how to do it in front of people. And so that there's kind of a, a process when you're learning stuff. You know, I, I start, start by practicing in front of the mirror, well, practicing to myself, and then I practice in front of the mirror and make sure it looks good to me, and then I uh, practice on my friends and family, and then and then eventually I have to break it out in front of in front of live audiences and, and real people and and get, gauge their reactions and figure out what is, what I'm doing right, what I might be doing wrong, and then fix that if I'm doing something wrong, I have to fix it. And, and uh, so 
you know, it, it, you can only practice in front of the mirror so much and get the moves down. And then you, then you've got to get it into your working repertoire and get it out in front of real people. And sometimes that, that can take days, weeks, months. But you got you know. two people at your house. So you got your son and your wife. Yeah. They sick of magic. Uh, <laughs> I decided early on that I didn't want to torture my family with, <laughs> with magic. So, um, they, they're very, very supportive. Um, it, it's tough to show my wife because after 22 years, she knows a lot of my moves, you know? So, um, but that's why I will often, uh, you know, practice magic on the local barista at the coffee shop or, uh, you know, I, I have, have you done that before? Will you just walk into a place and do something? Absolutely. I, I love doing that. Oh, that seems like yeah. it would be the best. My local coffee shop, I used to go in there every day and, uh, and just like you, they would go, what do you got for me today? And so I, I would show them something that I was working on and, you know, and, and for me, the, and every magician is different, but for me, I would then ask them, you know, what, what did you, what did you see? Did I fool you? Did it, did you like it? You know, cause I want to, I want to gauge those and, and they're, they're, those baristas and the, my friends that were at the coffee shop would be a, a trusted group of confidants that I could, I wouldn't necessarily show them what I was doing, yeah. the method, but I would ask them, you know, did, did you see anything that you shouldn't have? Did, did you fool it? Did I fool you? Did you like it? And, and then I would go home and I'd practice more and fix it and make it uh, performance ready. What, what about like the pen and teller, uh, what's it called? Fool me or something? Uh, fool us. Yeah. Fool us. Mm-hmm. Um, are those all top of the line magicians that are fooling these guys? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, they've they've made it onto that TV show, and uh, you know, not everybody fools Penn and Teller. Those those guys are are pretty well versed in magic. Well, that's so. what I see. So when somebody like that gets fooled, is that one you're like, whoa, that was that was amazing trick? Yeah, I think um, for I think those a lot of the guys that are are fooling Penn and Teller are really creative people behind the scenes and are coming up with uh, methodology that Penn and Teller probably aren't familiar with. And so that's the, the first step to fool them is, is being creative and coming up with something new and original, um, something that nobody else has ever seen. And, uh, and then, of course, executing it flawlessly. And all of those guys are doing that. It, it's really, it's one of the, the best shows, even for magicians. Magicians love watching it. Yeah, you know, that's what I was I was telling my wife just the other day that that uh, you know I, I want to get my son into golfing. Of course, he golfs and he really likes golf because golf is one of those things that you can take in business and and personal oh, yeah. and all this other stuff. Well, magic is the same way. So you know, I'm hoping that kids watch this podcast and and start developing this kind of love for magic because it just opens so many doors in life. I mean, just so many doors in life. But also, you've showed me a couple tricks. Mm-hmm. And it does. It takes practice. I think some people think that, oh, wow, okay, well, that's cool, and have no idea what actually goes into that. Oh, yeah. I, I've always said that, that magic is um, one of the most, the world's best-kept secret because people don't really realize how, how big magic is, nor do they realize how much thinking and how much practice and how much effort goes into executing yeah. a trick in front of people flawlessly. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I have, I have one particular routine that I've, I've been working on for 16 years and I still, I still will sit in front of the mirror and practice it and make sure that, that what I'm doing looks good. And if I come up with a, a way to do it because I performed it 
10,000 times and I come up with, all of a sudden I'll come up with something a little bit different and I'll add that in and then I'll practice that another 10,000 times. And uh, I, I think most really uh, conscientious magicians will do that. They'll sit and just practice and the, and also the psychology that goes into magic. I think most people don't realize how much thinking that we do about what our audience is thinking. You know, we, I think magicians have to, uh, to a certain extent, be masters of psychology too, because we have to be able to know what our audience is going to think so that we do our moves and our do our, our routines and do the magic the right way. Well, that's kind of what, you know, we, we just had a comedian, Josh Blue, on the show, and we were talking about how he feeds off the audience. Yeah, now, obviously, yeah. it, you're doing a magic, and you have something designed to do, but is there some of that, too? Do you feed off the energy of the Oh, the absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, if, if you, I, I mean, I know I do, and just about every magician I know does. That, that's what's been such a hard transition over to the current world, or where, where a lot of magicians are performing virtually, because we don't have that in-person interaction and so much is lost uh when it's when you're performing and communicating you know uh, via the internet the, the live pers performance is just, there's just so much energy when you are providing some piece of wonder to people and the excitement that you get back from from your audience it, it, I, I can't even explain it, it it's unbelievable and I definitely feed off of that. Now, here, here's a question that everybody always hates for me to ask, which is why I like asking it. <laughs> who, uh -oh. uh, who do you enjoy going to watch do magic? Um, yeah, there's a there's a handful of magicians that were very extremely influential. Now you got to name all me. your friends, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I no. mean, other than all your close friends that do magic, <laughs> right? Um, no, there's. I mean. There's there's been guys that were influential to me as I was growing up and learning magic um, because their styles and what they were doing was appealed to me and was kind of what I wanted to do. Uh, most of them you've never heard of, but uh, one of the two of the most influential magicians for me were Mike Caveney and John Carney, who are, um, are both magicians out on the West Coast. Uh, brilliant, brilliant, uh, and entertaining, and just creative and uh, slight uh, amazing sleight of hand uh i i mean i studied what those guys did i studied video clips i studied books i studied everything that they ever wrote about magic and and their performances um currently you know i love watching david blaine i love what he brings to the table um i love justin wilman i think he's brilliant so I, I wondered that as a magician, because it seems like the kind of the big stage things that, you know, you're a long way away, uh, they're making the Statue of Liberty disappear, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, look, it, it, it feels to me, when I'm watching like yourself do sleight of hand, I don't know, for me, that's the bigger awe moment for me. Because when somebody, you know, there's a curtain and then it drops and the Statue of Liberty's gone and all that, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but when I'm watching sleight of hand, I'm sitting there watching it and this stuff just disappears. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's that's different. But are you like the bigger stuff? Um, I I mean, I like it. I, I I mean, I'm a magician. Of course, I like it. But what what, <laughs> I don't, what, what I, trips it, your it doesn't trigger? it doesn't really appeal to me. I, I I always I decided early on that I didn't want to I didn't want to do the great big stuff. I I wanted to. Well, tigers uh, are expensive. Yeah, exactly. And, and oh, they you have to feed them so much. <laughs> right. and, you know, 
And then they um, bite you. Yeah, they bite you. <laughs> it's a bad day. I, I just I I decided early on that I wanted to have an act that I could I could take with me on an airplane and travel, and I could play for the biggest audience. So uh, in our business, we call it pack small, play big. Yeah. And I decided that that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to have a big, you know, series of semi trucks or train cars filled with illusions and animals. And, <laughs> you know, there's some people that that, uh, that appeals to them. And, and no saw, and done, yeah, no, no girls, no, no blood. death saw, no dancing girls. Uh, <laughs> that no, is impressive. It is. It's, it, I mean, there's, there's guys that have done very, very well with that. But it just, it wasn't me. Um, well, we I, all know magicians make millions. Well, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a career. <laughs> it, is a, it is definitely a legitimate career. Except I remember, for COVID. I remember my parents telling me uh, early on when I, I actually dropped out of college to pursue magic, and um, my, my parents said, uh, you, you will go back to school, you will get your degree, and you can fall back on magic. And uh, years later... When I when I did shift my career over to because I did go back to school <laughs> and I did get a degree and uh, and I was worked in the corporate world and but eventually I decided this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life I really want to perform and so I did transition over to being a full time performer and uh, I think then my parents realized that it it was a, a viable career and you know I think it like anything it's it's what you make of it but. And, and I worked really hard to make it a viable career. Well, you've played all over and the place. Yes, I've, I've played all over the country. I've been very fortunate in that, that respect. Uh, and I, I think it, it took a little while, but my parents really realized that, that it could be a, a viable career where I can support my family with it. And I don't make millions, but I, I live comfortably. And yeah. I do, I do um, well prior to COVID. <laughs> and, right. uh, um, you know, I, I wouldn't change a thing. It's... It's been a, a great path. Well, we want you to make millions because you're going on a tour with me. So I, if you're making millions, that means I'm doing all right, I'm, too. I'm so, looking forward to it. Yeah, let's, so we're, we're, we're certainly going <laughs> yeah, for that. Let's do it. We're going for that. <laughs> but I, I know, again, we're going to bring out a lot of the, the mentalist type of stuff. That's another section of magic that I absolutely love because mm -hmm. um, you're bringing in real life, real situations, and yet absolutely coming up with this mind-blowing reveal. Again, you know, obviously... Um, it would be a different show if we were revealing all the stuff you did, plus take away all the magic, which is not okay. But I want to segment into that exact thing when that TV show came out where this guy was dressed in just this black hoodie thing and a face mask on, and he was revealing all these magic tricks. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. The, the, the How the hell magician. did he get away with that? Uh, you know, I don't know how he got away with it, why, why magicians didn't hunt him down, but yeah. um, I, I, I honestly don't know why he did it. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure he thinks he has a reason. I, I was really disappointed in it for sure. Um, I think more than anything, I was disappointed in in just how trivial he made magic seem. Yeah, you know, he he really just. Kind of negated all all the effort and all the time, all the practice that magicians put into their craft, and he just made it seem like we were a, a bunch of clowns dancing around doing tricks, and and even the tricks that he revealed were were really pretty ridiculous. I mean, I don't think he revealed a method that is actually a viable method that any magician actually uses. Yeah, and, obviously it was a money thing. And yeah, I think you know somebody threw a bunch of money at him, and and. Um, 
I think he basically said, oh, well, I, I you know, I'm, I, I know he, he said he claimed to be trying to make magic better, but I just think it was a, a cash cow for him. And um, it was disappointing because, you know, while magicians didn't necessarily use a particular method that he revealed, that didn't matter because at that point, the viewing public believed that they knew how it was done. Um, so, but then know. on the flip side, you have Penn and Teller, and they're they're bringing out magic for people to see, and and again create that wonder and so yeah. And from what I understand, um, it's Teller that doesn't talk, right? Correct. I understand he's a genius. He is a magical genius. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Guy doesn't talk, but yet he's the magical genius behind. I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's uh, one of my heroes. He's he's brilliant. And, you know, that's the other thing about magic is that I think a lot of people don't understand all the time and, and the setup and the prep that it takes to come up with a new idea or a new trick or something that no one has seen before. Yeah, that's, that's why I said earlier that uh, magic has a, a really wide variety of people that are involved in it. And there's the creators, there's the performers. Uh, the guys that are able to create new magic are... It, it's astounding to me. I just sit and my mind is boggled and how did they come up with these ideas or, or it's fantastic. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not gifted in that way. I mean, I can come up with a couple of ideas, but uh, I, I don't consider myself really a, a creator. I consider myself a performer and I, my hat is off to the guys that can, yeah, create, it's can create that oh. new material that nobody's ever seen before. What, what about, um, the you know the current technology because I see guys using different technology even with you the cell phone one that I was talking about that's that's one of my favorite tricks of all time um, is are things going more digital? Well, I think um, you know magicians are are one of the best at adapting so and and also using current technology in their performances. You know, I think magicians started realizing. You know, hey, people are bringing their cell phones with them everywhere. How great would it be and how, what kind of emotional impact would we have if we did something with their cell phone? We made it vanish or we, you know, apparently broke it and restored it. Or, or as you did, figured out my password. Yeah, figure out somebody's password on their phone. How the hell did you figure out my password? Uh, magic, duh. <laughs> but so. I didn't type it in there. How did you know? So, I, you know, I think magicians, uh, as... Through time, magicians have always taken advantage of, of uh, whatever that, that current um, thing is. And they've always been on the cusp of uh, technology and on the, on the cutting edge of, of what's new and great and exciting. And, and what the, uh, they're always in tune with current events and what people are uh, interested in. And, and so now a, a current popular thing is to do stuff with people's cell phones because they realize how much emotional attachment somebody has. I mean, imagine if I, I do some, I do a card trick for you or if I do something with your cell phone and I make it vanish and reappear somewhere. I mean, it's just so much more uh, impactful. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. And, I, and that's why I love it so much. And I, I'm so excited to go on tour with you because I know that's going to be a huge impact. I mean, it's going to be just huge. I am too. I, we create the awe. We create that moment, right? That, you know, here's what I, everybody says, well, listen, you know, when you get done doing that, when I, when I first brought this out to the team, they're like, 
well, dude, are you kidding me? The only person anybody's going to remember is a magician. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I got the right guy for this one. Then <laughs> We're good. <laughs> but no, it's true, right? <laughs> Everybody remembers a magician, but I want that. I want that to happen because that is what they will talk about forever. And we've got some really, really amazingly cool stuff. Well, I think one of the things that is, is important to point out is that magic is... Uh, has a lot of ability to adapt to whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you're just trying to get out and entertain, magic is great. But it can also work, and one of my niches is is making magic um, have, a, have more meaning to it and using it as a metaphor to communicate a, a, a broader message. And that's part of why I'm excited about going on this tour is because it, it's going to allow us to... And, and allow me personally to e- expand and be able to um, produce magic and produce routines that, that aren't just a, a quick, cool trick, but more impactful. Because I want people leaving the show kind of like I did when I left Derek's show in New York uh, in tears. Yeah. In, in literally tears of joy and tears of amazement because I was touched so deeply. And even though it was... Even though it was a magic trick, it hit hard, and and I want to be able to provide that to our audiences. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited right. about this opportunity because I, I I think magic will serve as a great metaphor to be able to do that. I tell you what, I appreciate you coming on the show. We're Thank gonna you. we're gonna do some magic, right? yeah. Because uh, would I ever let you be around me without doing something? No, you no, would not. Not so, a chance in hell. So yeah, I thought I would do a quick one for you. If, um, just for you. Yes, I cannot wait. But thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited for our tour. I'm excited for everything you do. Tell everybody where they can get a hold of Sean Preston. Uh, you can check me out on my website, which is seanprestonmagic.com. Um, I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Sean Preston Magician, uh, Twitter, all of those, Instagram, uh, but Sean Preston Magic is my website. It, you know, not only do I do I know you personally, I've seen your show, uh, all of them. Uh, anyone that's around here, I'm certainly have, have been at. Um, I can personally recommend your show for anything that anyone wants to do, and they will absolutely be blown away. Thank you. We're going on knowing each other now for uh, decades. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been about almost, 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, dude, Eric's 19. <laughs> he was like six, so that's oh, what's man. that, 13, 13 years. 13 years, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. But I knew this day was coming, and I'm excited for it, and I cannot wait to see what, what this produces. Me too. All right. Yeah, I let's want some do magic. it. 